Hey, Babs, and welcome to Bravo Therapy, where healing meets housewives and reality TV gets real. Join me, your host, Lo, each week as we explore how our favorite shows are more than just guilty pleasures. They're a window into our own journeys of self-discovery and growth. I may not be a doctor, but with my honorary PhD in Bravo TV, I'm here to connect the dots between the messiness on screen and our own beautifully chaotic lives. So take a deep breath and and let's get into it. Your Bravo therapy session begins now. Therapy workshop. I'm telling you, seek it. Hey, Babs, and welcome back to another episode of Bravo Therapy. It's me, your host, Lo. Y'all already know. I am just so excited. Y'all, we made it through January, the longest year of the month (laughs) or month of the year. It feels the same. Um, But doesn't it feel the same? Yeah, it just totally feels the same. But okay, y'all. I know I've already gotten responses from everyone. I know you guys loved the real Capricorns of Bravo. And we're back again today with my favorite, Hetty Hall, for the real Aquarians of Bravo. Welcome back, Hetty. Well, so happy to be back talking about this crazy Aquarius energy. What a time. What a time time. to be talking about Aquarians. What a time to be talking about Bravo. What a Mm -hmm. time in their whole like astrological forecast to just be speaking and living and existing. Truly. Um, Let's talk about that. I guess in that vein, maybe like let's head right into the mental health check because I really feel like we need it today. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I don't know about you, but – this year's already starting off on a crazy foot, and I'm not prepared for what's to come. 2024 said, hello, I'm here, and I'm ready. Yes. And she, I feel like nobody else is. No one else is. We're all I mean, hanging on by, I don't know, the whatever that saying is. We're hanging the on thread. for dear life. The thread. Yeah. A thread, dear life, <laughs> it's really, truly all the same. Interchangeable it's at this point. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I... Like, I know. I'm just – it's starting off so wild in so many different ways and it's truly – we're recording this on the last day of January and like, are we just going to ease into it? There's truly no foreplay this year. That's what no, she said. Uh, right and, in. And, gosh, we're just getting right <laughs> to the business. Right to the business. Well, okay. I want to start with a mental health check for everyone out there listening um, I know that I've explained this before, but I think it came up in a conversation I was having with a friend actually recently that really made me realize why I love doing these little mental health checks before and especially for the listeners to kind of have some time. And I hope that y'all have enjoyed them. Um, But I really want to do – have these moments before we really get into the nitty-gritty of things – Um, And I know that anyone who listened to the episode last week was kind of like the first time we got into like a little bit more serious shit. We got emotional. Like I got emotional last week and that is not (laughs) – I was going to say it's not normal, but all I can think of is Michael Shealy in the back of my head like 
telling everyone that I'm lying because I am. And I, you're a Pisces moon. You've got mm-hmm, the emotions flowing. I thought I was going to be able to hide that from people for much longer, but just last last week I was feeling all the feels. It was right. Um, it was right when the the full moon was. So mm-hmm. oh. just and we recorded on the full moon, Hetty. Oh, we yeah, love that little <laughs> full moon and Leo action. It was there was a lot of it happening, but I just want to acknowledge that a lot of times we listen to podcasts or watch shows, and sometimes we go for like the deep stuff. And sometimes we go to just like totally escape. And I think Mm -hmm. that this podcast itself is like kind of for both. And like I want to make it fun. But like sometimes we get into deep shit and like personal shit. And like sometimes it's going to trigger something. And I know that I had a friend bring up the fact that like she was going through a lot and then like listen, you know, watched an episode of Bravo and was like going to just kind of like, you know, zone out and get away from her problems for a while but some of these episodes talk about shit and deal with shit that's like so real and so intense Mm -hmm. and I think that actually like I don't know if you've noticed this Hattie but in the last month even in the last like three weeks I would say um because what is it a month anymore I think January makes us realize we don't we truly don't know January is like five years long (laughs) five years fucking long um but there's been so many really like intense topics coming up on these Bravo shows from, mm-hmm. you know, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. There's been a lot of like the esophagus talk, but in that has been like really that infusion of like the Ozempic stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, Sutton, you know, they just casually bring up like the whole Sutton might have like an eating disorder thing as if it's just like something to throw around to get back at one another, mm-hmm. um, you know, on Real Housewives of Potomac. I know like – I don't know if it was it was I think it was two weeks ago where they had like the Karen's um lunch for like the the sexual yes. assault oh, foundation. That, got, that was a very emotional like ending to the episode. I had to turn it off and like come mm-hmm. back to it later. It was like and usually I'm like, oh, I'm like so excited to like catch up on my shows. And for this one, it was like personally just really triggering for me. Yeah. And I did not do a mental health check before mm-hmm. I watched it because I was like I mean, they've just been in Austin yelling at each other for like three weeks. I thought we were just going to have that. I think it was such an important episode. Mm -hmm. But like – And shows too like the how – like the topic of sexual assault and just like how unfortunately relatable it is um, within the population. Like I did not expect that same. I was just going to turn it on and was just going to watch another episode of Potomac and then watching the end of that, it's like, oh, it's like my heart hurts for everybody that has had experiences with this because like I personally know experiences with this. And so it's like you you feel kind of the pain of the collective when that gets brought up. And it's like, encouraging because you're not alone but it's also just heartbreaking that it's happened to so many people and it's affected so many people and it makes it especially on that platform just like such a reality truly that Mm -hmm. this is i mean we know that it's an issue in our society not just here but worldwide um but i think Sometimes it's easy to kind of be in our bubble and just be like, okay, that happened. Like, let's just move on. And then, like, you see the issue truly on a platform like this and realize, like, even these people that we consider, like, 
stars or Bravo Lebs or whatever um, have gone through this. Like no one is truly no immune. No one's exempt from it. Like yeah, we're still humans, mm-hmm. and we're still humans. We're not and if, if those people are either. Yeah. And if those people have gone through the same thing, it's like you start to really feel like we are all truly human and like this is a problem that needs to be addressed. So I'm really grateful for Bravo when they allow these platforms to like really have this deep meaning. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, it can be like really hard to watch, really hard to listen to, really hard to take in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just want to acknowledge that. I mean, even with like Miami, it's like, we're watching Gertie go through her cancer battle. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, as someone who lost my aunt to breast cancer, like, you know, it's just, it just brings up all, all these emotions that's, yeah, that have been probably sitting there for quite some time that I've clearly locked in a dungeon. Um, and, and it's, it, I mean, understandably so. It's, those are very difficult emotions to sit with and process. And it's a very like harrowing reminder to, again, that we're all human and no one is exempt from these very real, scary things happening in life. Exactly. But I do think that like it's so important that we kind of touch – get in touch with our body and just like feel in before we Mm -hmm. engage in like any sort of media. Like I've said before and this totally affirmed that for me, um, especially in watching these shows for the last weeks. I mean I didn't even mention like the episode with Kyle and her her friends, the memorial for her friend. I mean that was – I still haven't gotten through that whole Mm -hmm. episode. I'll say that. Like that is – I'm going to, but it's just hard. So I just – I really want everyone that's listening to just do a bit of a body scan, even if you want to just like pause this episode right now and just take a really deep breath, several deep breaths. Check in with your nervous system. Check in with your nervous system. I notice that like when I take some like deep breaths and just like close my eyes if I'm not driving, that's what I always say, right? Um, yeah, safety first. Yeah. And even if I if I am like driving, I like will just start to say like, what are three things that I can hear? What are three things that I can smell? Like what are three things? Like I just go through all the senses mm-hmm. like slowly and just allow myself like the first thing that comes up to be real that actually allows you to kind of be in the moment um, and feel into your body and feel, you know, where you might be holding tension. Um, but I know that like, I don't know about you, Hetty, but especially because I know that you practice yoga. Um like I just feel like once you start to breathe and like really bring attention back into your body, you can release some things that have been – we don't realize that emotions like are built oh, up yes. in our body. Oh, absolutely. And like we're such logical creatures. Like I, me, not going to blame my Virgo moon on this because everyone has their own version of how to process emotions. But I love to try and think my way out of emotions and have that immediate reaction of like, I'm feeling this. I need to do something about it. I need to fix it. And, you know, that's trying to get out of the state of uncomfortability, but really recognizing it's okay to feel it and you don't have to take an action with it. You can just feel it, sit with it, let it process and then move on, which is a lot easier said than done. But, yeah. you know, it, we're, we're, it's a work in progress. We are work in progress. Always. Forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is – life is truly a process. It's not – it's 
it's a journey. It's it not a destination. Journey. That's fucking for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but thank you for for saying that so eloquently, Hetty. Um, but I just hope everyone out there can just kind of really take this time to breathe, feel in their body, check into if this is the right time for them to listen. Um, we're going to get into some fun stuff today, I think. Mm-hmm. So, but just want everyone to kind of be in that space where. If something comes up and you don't want to listen, take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly, Hetty. And like if you don't want to listen to something, there's always a skip ahead button. And like I think that that's we, – we have the agency to do that. Um, I did want to do something like – or just kind of try something out. I was thinking like okay. maybe doing a little Bravo affirmation each week and it would be based oh, on either what? like a saying <laughs> that we know from Bravo or something that I heard in like an episode or something this week that's like related to Bravo. And so this week, the first ever Bravo affirmation of the week comes from – and Hedy, I know you haven't seen it yet, but so there's no spoilers here. It's just a little quote. This this week's Bravo affirmation comes from Miss Katie Maloney, Mm. Louis Dore. We love her. From episode one of the newest season, season 11 of Vanderpump Rules – She's talking about her relationship with Tom Schwartz now. Mm. And this one just little quote just meant so much to me in so many ways. She said, the power dynamic shift is me saying no. Love. I was like fucking mic drop. It doesn't even matter like the – like the context of it because it was really like about like how she's kind of just, you know, putting yeah. that boundary up with Tom and like how they're reconsidering like what their relationship as like co-parents of their dogs and just like in the same friend group is. But it's so true. You do shift the like no is a whole sentence, right? Oh, like No is such a beautiful sentence. I have so always loved saying no and I sometimes say it too much, but it's just – it can be such a beautiful tool. I agree. I agree. So I just thought that was like a really good thing. Like that's an affirmation that we can use throughout the week. If we're setting boundaries, if we're starting to have like internal like dialogue that is intrusive thoughts like that are not, you know, conducive to our mental health as mm-hmm. they tend to not be. Like there's power in saying no and you shift that dynamic when you say no. So Hell and I yeah. just I just no. want to say, like, a little mental wellness. Wellness. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, a little <laughs> mental wellness hack that I discovered this week. I think it was like from a meme or something I saw. Because always, um, love the power of a meme. Oh, the power of a no. meme. Mm-hmm. So words. I'm like all about words, right? That's been my thing since I could say words, write words, manipulate words. Um, that has always been like. They are so powerful to me. And I was just thinking like for whatever whatever this meme was, I think it was something about like how I meant to be productive all day, but instead I like laid on the couch and watched Bravo. And I'm like, but you could that really make that productive. It is That's, productive. That is I was one like, of the most productive days I think you could have. Truly. And so my whole thing is like we don't actually watch Bravo. If you just change that word watch to like study. like Observe. Observe. I'm going to go observe Bravo for a few hours. I'm going to go study Bravo for a few hours. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go immerse myself. Immerse in the Bravo myself universe. in Bravo. Yeah. Like, 
Hello. <laughs> we just Hello. took our power back. So Yes, we did. Beautiful. I just want to kind of put that out there. But um, for my own mental health check, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I just think the universe is really bringing a lot of things to light for me recently. I It's so funny because when you mentioned – like the moment you mentioned like Virgo, the Virgo energy, mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> because mm-hmm. I've been like recently, I have a few Virgo friends and even more recently, like I've met so many other people who are Virgos mm. and what I've noticed about Virgos is I'm going to have to end up like dating a Virgo. Like that's going to have to be Good my life. With that. Well, here's the thing. Virgos understand Capricorns in a way that Capricorns don't want anyone to understand Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And I got so schooled by a Virgo this week where it was like they truly told me I was telling them what I wanted them to hear from me. And they're like, I know what you're saying that you don't care about this, but I can tell that you're caring about this, that you do care about this and the way that you're spinning. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Virgos are very intuitive. They're one of the most like – like they're kind of here as like a – like he, they have like a weird like, a like healing. Yes, yes. Because they, serv- their acts of love are like service. And they're like I want to help people and I want to help people understand people and et cetera, et cetera. So they can be very intuitive uh, beings. Yeah. And they do – like I felt seen in a way that didn't feel threatening. I was like, oh, I need this. Like, I need someone to tell me when, like, I'm overreacting over some shit and, like, I will get over it tomorrow yeah. because it's true. So it's just been a lot of, like, facing certain realities about myself. I think I, like, know – I was talking about this last week that, like, my intention for this year is really releasing control, mm. <laughs> which oh. – <laughs> That is so I loaded. That. I feel that. It's, so fucking loaded, especially but I bet like the peace coming from the release of control probably feels so good. Uh, well, I'm working on that. I'll too. let you know at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I've started to do it in certain aspects of my life, yeah. but I don't think that like we realize how much it takes over in so many different ways. Like, for mm-hmm. example, so, and I feel like you mentioned this. In one of our last episodes of the the Real Housewives of Bravo, about you know like kind of the forecasting for this year, and I forget which I'm gonna forget which signs you said were like kind of coming out of this. I know it was like Capricorn and like Libra and some other signs, mm-hmm. and then some signs are going into this kind of like wave that like this that we've come out of after these 15 yeah. years, right? Yeah, and it feels so real because I feel very grounded. I fe- I'm feeling very Capricorn, like because Good. I feel two feet on the ground, like so solid and grounded. And the way that so much has come towards me of like in the last few weeks of people who have been going through some shit, like some deep shit, who like I'm seeing them like go through like. Not only lessons, but like really difficult moments, um, really challenging, like emotional moments, like life changing things. And now I'm sitting here, like finally, with the capacity to actually like hear that. Mm-hmm. Because if I were where I was this time last year, I'd be like, I'm really sorry, and I'm also going through this shit. And like, should we just trauma dump together and like be trauma bonded? <laughs> and now 
And this is what you said. Like, and now I'm in a space to be able to reflect and be like, how can I be there for people? But here's the fucked up thing. And let me know if you relate to this. I'm finding myself – there's been a couple things in the last week that maybe I'll – maybe in like the next few episodes I'll bring it up. I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet because I'm no not pressure, ready to no admit pressure. certain things to myself. Um, but what these things brought up for me were that like in my natural heart of hearts, I want to give people compliments. I want to do things that will like make people that I care about like happy. I want to like I want to do acts of service for people mm-hmm. like naturally. And I that mm-hmm. kind of came up recently where I was like, Ooh, I forgot about that part of myself. <laughs> like that is so weird. I like it feels very natural. And I'm like, what? But why does it feel so scary? It feels so natural in moments and then I want to pull it back and like why is that? And I'm realizing that's like part of my control because I have a very intense fear of rejection. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's such a – I don't know. I feel like like a primal fear for all of us. I, I feel you on that. I got a huge fear of rejection too. It's so funny because I'm like the way I act towards people is like, I don't care if people like me. And I I really don't care if people like me, but I think there's like a thing of like if I care about someone yeah. or I like someone yeah. like and I give them something, I'm totally afraid it's like the, of the hurt that I know that I've already mm-hmm. felt in this lifetime yep. that's going to come back my way if they don't reciprocate or they yeah. don't I, – I, I have this subconscious expectation that's probably not fair to have. But that's also part of like the whole control thing, right? Because Mm -hmm. if I can hold back on those feelings that I want to show people and the love and the care I want to show people, that if I hold that back, it's actually much easier because then I'm not giving it out and releasing that and being vulnerable and then I won't get hurt. Easy, right? Self-protection is such a funny thing. Isn't it? It's funny. It's fucked up. It's ridiculous. The fear of rejection, how that snowballs, and what it looks like in terms of self protection is. I am. I'm also figuring that out on my own internal ecosystem, and it's really hard. It's so hard. Like, have you found anything that like helps guide you or? where you can find like a moment of like clarity within that because I think I'm still trying to like figure that out. Uh, I mean, it de- I think it depends on the situation it kind of, but usually I've been really working with trying to redo some old narratives in my head that have just been ingrained in my body for years and years and years and years. Um, and I definitely want instant results from that, but it's going to take some work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I think just like in like what it relates to the theme of rejection, um, really trying to give myself that support and that nurturing. I think I crave whether I if I get rejected or if I don't get rejected, and like that self kind of empowerment of like I know myself and if this situation does not align or if this person does not align with me then that's in the moment it kind of sucks but there's probably a reason for that so it's that 
that's saying that rejection is redirection. Um, oh, fuck that. I mean, it's so I'm true, like, it, but, but sometimes also, I hate those yes, cute little things because yes, I'm like, same, fuck you, why I'm are like, you being so cute right now? Yes. <laughs> this is bad. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> but like it's my, true. my, I think my mental health check-in is like, or like just check-in is the, 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 this month has just felt very un, like I have felt kind of unhinged and crazy and as as we've gotten to the later part of the month, like that's still happening. And I feel like like 18-year-old me right now is screaming her fucking head off. And I'm just trying to like give her the love. And there's a lot of rejection that happened as a teenager that it's like we're working with that, but as like an older version of yourself and giving yourself that nurture and that support and that love. And it's really hard to do because it's – because the negativity, I don't know why it's just so easy to slip into that. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Thank you for sharing that because that is – I think that a lot of like the times when we do inner child work, I don't know if like everyone listening like kind of knows about inner child work. I figured it out through like I feel like we all figure it out through going through really fucked up shit. And then we're like, what is that screaming at us? And it's our inner child being like, you're feeling like this because now you're going back to like whatever age that was where like this hurt you and you Mm -hmm. never knew how to process it. And that's not your fault. And like, but it still lives within you because if you're not processing it in any sort of way, like it's still living there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like – so a lot of that work, it can look different. Like for me, for a while, it was like journaling and speaking to my inner child or when I was – I used to do – oh my gosh, this makes me want to like do this meditation again because I haven't meditated in a while and I I need to. I've been watching your like um, – this is going to be my stalker moment. So when I wa- whenever I watch your yoga, like you doing yoga, you guys, Hetty is so – she's working on her yoga and it like her practice is so amazing and it also reminds me of like – Thank you. What comes out of like that working and like not giving up and being perseverant because I'm like – wow, that must have – I know that must have taken a long time and like lots of processing and like a lot to do just to get where you are now. So like in yoga, right? But like that actually applies to what we're talking about Everything. now, right? I to mean, process. there's like yoga if we're – don't get me started on a yoga tangent. I know. I'm like, we're going to oh, be you. here for hours. Um, <laughs> but just like really figuring out the not forcing something too much, but not being too easy. It's that balance between like um, effort and ease. Um, yeah. So like there's that. a lot. And that's like the I'm doing that mentally with all these things I'm trying to work on is like I'm trying not to be so forceful and being like, oh my God, you need to fix this right now or I'm gonna have so much ease where it's like I'm just gonna kind of ignore it and step so far away from it that I'm on another planet like no where's the Mm. like effort and ease and um we'll we'll talk about this once we get into it but it's really funny that all these themes are becoming apparent with Aquarius season because this is this is like kind of what's supposed to happen in this shift too like you said um that's affecting these signs like how you feel more grounded that's that pluto into aquarius shift and we'll get into that but it's just i'm excited it's like it feels natural that that's all this like self-reflection and like inner work and things are coming up right now i love that too because i think that it like goes back to what you were saying about like you know the redirection, it's, you know, rejection is redirection or whatever. However you want to think about it. Like I've been thinking that lately too because I'm like this thing that came up, it 
kind of unlocked this part of me that I was like been avoiding like being in for a while, right? Mm. Um, and it unlocked this part of me that I was like, I I don't. I don't want to go there. Like, I just don't want to go that. there yeah. because I know that I will get rejected. And the moment happened that it, there was kind of like a rejection moment there. And I had to process it because at that moment I had two options. I could go back into like how I'd been before, like my old ways mm-hmm. and spiral. Mm-hmm. And I knew that could look really like gnarly. At Ugh. that moment, and the spiraling is like sometimes so appealing. You're like, why can't I just be unhinged? I know. A and bit? I was like, I haven't had a good spiral in a long yes. time. Like, you know, yes. like maybe I should do that. So yeah. I was like, maybe I could do that. And then I just sat there. I'm not gonna lie. I had to go. I was, I was at an event, and I went into the bathroom, and I just sat there, and I was like, and I almost like it was like Cameron Diaz trying to make herself cry. I was like, mm-hmm. spiral, spiral, spiral. Because I was testing myself yeah. to be like, am I going to spiral? Oh, mm-hmm. are you just going to spiral? Because I had these like negative expectations of myself. Mm-hmm. And like inner me was just like, and by the way, I had a few glasses of wine. So I thought <laughs> I was like, definitely going to spiral. You're like, this and is I was perfect. Like, this is a perfect, like horrible combination. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, because I know now Mm-hmm. that the universe, like in these moments, in these astrological moments, like in my experiences of life, right? Like even if I can't see it in that moment, it's mm-hmm. always been for a reason that it didn't work out. Or yeah. that's just yeah. not how it – maybe it will work out, but like in it like works out in a different way. Letting yeah. go of the outcome. That's Letting go of the outcome. Too. And I do want to – before we move on, I do want to just say like I know I started this and I'm so good at like – starting to talk about something and then veering off course. But what I was saying about the inner child thing was that I used to do this meditation and I think it was led, but then I was able to like kind of lead myself into it it. Mm -hmm. where you just kind of go into like a space that's comfortable for you. So when you're meditating, like I would go sometimes to the beach because like the ocean is really beautiful to me or like a rose garden, a healing space for you that feels very comfortable. And then you call in your inner child. And you do that without like expectation. And I remember at the time, like when I was last doing it very often, it was like, I want to say it was like 10 to 12 year old version of me. Mm. Um, And that's who I was working with. But it's, we tend to think about like inner child, inner child, inner child is like this young child. But we forget about like our inner teenager, which is still a child. I mean, that's what society does anyways. We've talked yeah. about this. Like it yeah. pushes us into like adulthood in our mm-hmm. teens already. And that's probably where we like have probably the most trauma because yeah. of that. So I just think it's so like I know it's difficult, but I think it's so wonderful that you're highlighting like inner child work is also working on that teen side of you because oh and the teen is like full of probably the most rage um I I mine in my in, in my timeline oh, yes there's <laughs> there's I'm a scared lot of, of her on there same I'm like I've been hiding her and I'm like oh maybe Hetty you're inspiring me a bit <laughs> it's scary but it's once you start easing into it it gets slightly easier every time maybe okay. don't quote me on that We'll see. We'll check in. We'll we'll be checking yeah. in throughout the year. Perfect. So we're all on this journey together. Um, okay. So I want to do – I know last week I introduced the Bravo breakdown. So instead of a mental breakdown, we're going to have a Bravo breakdown of the week, Ooh. right? What's going up? What's activating us? 
this week, as Lindsay Hubbard would say. Um, And this week, it's really just the VPR of it all, the Vanderpump rules of it all. I'm not going to get in too deep into the episode, honey. I know you haven't seen it yet. But I just think it was like all things Vanderpump this week, right? We have the premiere of the 11th season of Which Vanderpump Rules. crazy Wolf. that it's already back. So I'm like, I'm not mentally ready for this. Well, and think about it too. Like technically before the Raquel of it all, the scandal of it all, mm-hmm. we had already heard like it was on its way out. Like yeah. the show was yeah. on its way out. We had had some like pretty – rough seasons and mm-hmm. it would just maybe it had it had it's okay like you know yeah. sometimes it reaches its point yeah um but the way that it's like had this resurgence is so wild it feels like there's just this aftermath that's gonna lead to a lot of like hopefully beautiful growth or not for some people um so that was just really amazing to like kind of start to see like oh we'll have a lot to kind of reflect on and this could be a lot to to take in that we could you know, we can really relate to. But I just thought it was like that. Ariana made her Broadway debut yes. in Chicago, yes. which, uh, oh my gosh, it was nah. just so incredible to see her. I saw this video um, that one of the coming pre- out of the stage door. Yes. And she's just looking in awe at all these people, like wanting her autograph and screaming for her. And like, Behind her, she has her friends and her new boyfriend standing there. And it was just in that moment, I could just like freeze frame it to be like, it gets better. Redirection. It gets so much better. She got redirected real quick Mm -hmm. to like her destiny. Yeah. And I just think that, like, not only was it just being so excited for her, but just using that as a moment for ourselves to reflect and be like, even if we are in the depths of our challenge or our obstacles or our dark nights of the soul. Um, I was making my bed the other day. I'm like, I haven't had a dark night of the soul in a while. And I was like, yep. Laura, shut the fuck up. You're like, like why wish that. would you? Yeah, I was like, why gonna, would you even it's gonna come say that? for you like, at some point. But don't worry. Yeah, she's coming. But um, yeah, but I'm like, there's always – there is always – it's a cycle and there's yeah. always oh, just yeah. something beautiful on the other side once we like process and get through. So that was like one of those moments for me that just like gave me this like sense of peace and like hope um, and happiness. Like I just love – there was a point in my life when I was just going through my own shit where I can admit like when something good would be happening to someone – I would just you wanted be to like tear them down. Oh, I was mm. like, fuck this person. They suck. Like, how can I find out like what is so horrible about them? And like reflecting back now, I'm not saying that doesn't come up every so often inside me now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. But I know where it comes from. And that yeah. is like a sign to me of like, okay, Laura, like where do you need to – what do you need to work on internally that mm-hmm. is like very sad or very like does not feel – feel fulfilled to where you would project that on someone else. Yeah. Um and like That's so it feels growth right there. Hashtag growth. Hashtag growth. Uh it just feels so good to like be excited for people. And I'm so excited for her. And it's so really beautiful to see like, you know, some of the VPR people can't like came out to support her. I know Sheena came out like for a night just to support her. Dana from like um I forget which season that now has the podcast with Katie came out. Yes. Um like 
all of her friends were out there. There were some like social media people that work for Bravo and like producers that came out and like were there for her. Andy was talking about it on his podcast. So I just I love the support. Like more of that. That makes my heart feel really warm. Hell yeah. I love it. Um, but like on the other side of it. Um no. You know, she's Barbie and he's just a worm Tom, with a mustache. A worm with a mustache. Like Tom and I actually think this maybe this isn't even that negative because it's reinforcing what we already know so that we're very solid and clear about it. Like Ariana is really shining. And then we have Tom who I'm not saying he was like finding redemption. I will say like at the Vanderpump Rules premiere party, there were people like Lala and James who were just chatting it up. Like I'm not going to say that they were besties, but they mm-hmm. were talking to him and it wasn't – they weren't ignoring him. There wasn't like – it didn't seem like contentious at all. Okay. He was starting to have a moment where like we weren't going to forget, but we weren't – we didn't have so much vitriol coming toward him. Yeah. And then he went on Nick Vile's podcast and just spewed his hateful shit and reminded us of why we don't fuck with him. <laughs> like I just – Like from the moment – I didn't even listen to the whole thing because I just couldn't stand it. I mean I will say like 30 minutes of this podcast is Nick with Tom Schwartz because he invited Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval. Mm -hmm. It's Nick talking to Tom Schwartz waiting because they think that Tom Sandoval is not going to show up because he's late. Finally shows up 45 minutes late. They actually call him on the podcast. You can hear it. I saw that. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, what's up? Like nothing's happening and it was – it's clear that like I just think it's an all an act. It's such a fucking act. Like from a narcissist, it just feels like everything feels like It seems like just a very weird cry for attention type of thing. I feel like that's his whole fucking life recently. Yes, it is. And just like – he's like, oh, what's up? And they're like, hi, we're waiting for you. Like how unprofessional. And he's like, oh, 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 shoot, my bad. Like what's your address? I'll come there. Like as if he – and. Any podcaster, like, would know, especially Nick Vile, like, mm-hmm. who has, like, a very established podcast, he's already sent him all that information. He doesn't yeah. need to know his address. He knows where he's supposed to be at what time. Like, you're a grown adult. Before that had happened, um, I think it was Tom Schwartz that was, like, pretty much admitting that Tom Sandoval is still going out and partying a ton, which, remember, he was trying to, like, make us mm-hmm. feel like, oh, I'm not, like, really drinking. I'm, like, doing, you know, like, I'm working on myself. I guess that period of time is gone, and now he's back. Mm-hmm. True narcissist fashion. Like, they go through these periods to try to make you feel like, I'm working on myself. I'm really doing well. And he comes into the podcast 45 minutes late and starts bl- – instead of saying, I'm sorry that I'm late. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. He says to Nick, Turns he's it. like, well, remember when I had you on my podcast and like, and you were like, dude, you were this much late. He brought it up for like 15 minutes, That's putting like it on every season of Vanderpump when someone tries to bring the attention to something then they're like, I have an issue with this news. Like, well, well, I, what about this one time that you did this? Blah, blah, blah. Like there's no accountability. There's never been accountability. He is the king of, I'm sorry, but. XYZ. If he even says that, I'm sorry. True, right? True, true, true. It's true. just, it's so gross. And Ugh. just listening to that was so disgusting. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're just epitomizing that you have not changed one well, bit. No. And He's a 41 I'm, year old man. Change, it's going to take a lot for him to change. And if this huge, like, 
life-altering moment didn't take that. Like, I don't know what will. I don't really have very much hope for him. But, like, the problem is that – I mean, he's the problem. Um, but he just went on there and just, like, started talking shit about Ariana. It's hard to, she, he was calling her anger that she's had toward him mm-hmm. very justifiable performative saying things like I, I know on the after show like yesterday he had said something like she felt trust in me and she like was so comfortable with me so I think her anger is just really performative who are you to dictate what this woman was feeling and putting up with for so long because and of to what say how you she, caused and the craziest thing is that she, like he turned around and on this podcast said like was like trying to paint a picture of her that was so disgusting. He was like, she dehumanized me our entire relationship. She put me down. She dehumanized me. Like she, you know, and so my act, this is what he said. He said, so it was really unfortunate because, you know, my response to being dehumanized was acting out um, because I have low self-esteem. So what he was saying was that his way of being able to process this was having to go cheat on her. So he was first of all finding a way of like making this okay. And then second of all, putting it back on her because he was she was dehumanizing him. Guess what? If someone's putting you down and dehumanizing you the whole relationship, how long were they together? Like 10 years, ten nine, years. 10 years. You leave. You yep. have you have free will to get the fuck out. Yep. yep. You are a grown ass man. Like, get out. And, like, he was just making all these really, like, fucking weird comments. Like, he was saying that when everyone was coming after him and, like, the social media – and I get that. Like, social media can be so – Just so disgusting and ruthless. And it has – it has, like, been a source of people taking their own lives or doing harmful things to themselves. But he – I think he played upon that because then he said, like, you know, I told Kyle, his friend Kyle, he's like, I called him and told him, like, get all the guns out of my house. And I was just like, I can't listen past this because I I don't want to say what people are going through, but I'm going off of what he's shown us. And what he's shown us is that he'll use anything to get some sympathy and, like, play the victim. Mm -hmm. And this was, like, too far for me. And I just – can we get him off our screens? That's how I feel. Yeah. And that's my problem breakdown of the week. I'm just I'm over Tom all about Ariana. Nothing's changed, but I'm excited to watch this season and see how everything plays out. So but you know what, Hetty? Let's get into the here and now. Aquarius season is upon us. It's been upon us since January 20th. Mm-hmm. We are in the depths of it. So, Hetty, can you just like take us into the deep dive of the Aquarius? The Aquarius. Age like, of what Aquarius. I told baby. you, I'm like, I don't really know. I do, I, I'm finding out that I do know some like Aquarians, mm-hmm. but I don't really know. They're vibe. like what are Aquarians? Aquarius, like, what, are, what are they? What what even are ex- that is? What, what are, are they? They, they are because <laughs> Aquarius is. I always I always can't tell. Like I I I can appreciate every sign in its own way, and I think that's how like astrology should be because every sign is unique, and all the traits are unique to how they deal with like very common things that we all go through. But Aquarius is 
it's just like funny because they're an air sign um, and they are a fixed air sign. So I think I've like talked about this a little bit. We have kind of the three groups of or three categories of um, the zodiac signs. So we have like the mutable, cardinal, and fixed. So Aquarius is fixed air, meaning they don't like we're a little more stubborn. I'm also a fixed sign. Um, but since they're air, they're very like free flowing. They're very independent people. They're very kind of like, they want their freedom. They want their freedom to explore all the ideas they have. They're kind of these like philanthropy, radical idea, um, free thinkers, and they can be very creative. Um, they're also very like original and they're almost like detached from a way. Like there's like jokes about Aquarius is that they're just like kind of aliens from another planet because they're <laughs> so, they can be so removed. And like, I think that's what I, it's like when I laugh about Aquarius is like, people that I know that are Aquarius is you can't, you can't like figure them out. Like you can't really tell like what's going on. They can be very stoic. They can be very like put on a face and you're just like, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, which is what they want. Um, and I get that. Like you'd never let them know your next move. Um, and so with kind of that air sign, energy in like healthy amounts of freedom, they can thrive in their independence and humanitarian aspects. But if they have either maybe too much or too little, that can sway the balance and it can go into, they can be very unpredictable and detached and unemotional. So you kind of don't know what you're going to get if the, if they don't have that balance of freedom that they really crave. Um, but they can also, again, since they're very free thinkers, they can bring fresh approaches to maybe everyday problems or fresh approaches to situations that need kind of that outward thinking. Um, and I think if they too, more so on like, if there's a little too much, uh, too much or too little freedom or something in the situation that is a little too gusty for them that can be that can kind of invoke a very unexpected reaction and again that's where maybe the unpredictability comes from um and Aquarius also can be very invent inventive um and they strive for free reign and how to express that avenue whether it be they can be very creative they can be very scientific um but they could they really want that free reign that's a huge aspect of aquarius um so you can't like don't try to chain down an aquarius okay omg no got it um again this is all just like traits this does not define if you were an aquarius this does not define who you are because again this is just Related part of your chart Mm -hmm. Um, and why Aquarius is so important right now. And I've mentioned this, I think in one of the last episodes is Pluto has moved into Aquarius and why should we care about that? Um, Because these Pluto is the planet of huge transformation. And I'm not talking just about like, Oh, I'm going through my own personal transformations, which that'll happen. But this is like collective transformation. And we're moving out of the sign of Capricorn into the sign of Aquarius. The last time when Pluto moved into Capricorn, that was 2008. 
and a lot of shit, oh, shit. happened in 2008. That's when my son yeah. was born. Oh, congratulations. There was some shit going down that year, there though. There was. There was. <laughs> and, like, in a, and so Pluto's, like, its rotational journey around the sun is about, I think, like, 248 years. Um, it takes a long time to make a full rotation. Um, and so the last time Pluto was in this slice of the sky in Aquarius was 248 years ago. Oh my God. Which, <laughs> which what was happening around that time, that's when our planet went through huge power shifts. Those decades saw the American Revolution, the French Revolution, and the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. Like, shit changed so much. So I think the huge themes for this next 15 to 20 year chunk that we're going to see is really big structural shifts and very big societal shifts, which that's been like queuing up. It's not like, yes. oh, by the way, this is just going to happen right now. Like this has been queuing up, I think, for a while. And we see that in the political atmosphere right now we see this that is also an election year and one of the biggest election election years like yes in the like, history since we've been born probably literally and we're not like <laughs> no one is gonna see this kind of chunk of pluto and aquarius in our lifetimes again like and our aunts our most of our ancestors like grandparents great-grandparents haven't seen it um unless you know we trace our family back to the 1700s like this is just very monumental and there's a lot of like uncertainty with it because you don't know we don't know how it's going to play out but we see also too with all these very devastating conflicts and um wars and genocide going on in the world as well like heavy shit is happening but i think that's also where we see this awakening and strive from the public like we need shit to change. What is happening right now is not serving us. And I don't know how that's going to look, but it's going to be crazy. And this also is not going to, it's not going to happen overnight. Like this is a 20 right. year period. So um, I think the ideas of Aquarius and the traits of Aquarius kind of play into that on a personal level and on a huge level. Like we're going to see huge also, um, shifts in technology and advances in technology and our relationship with technology and um just kind of like in our own spaces of like aquariusness of reflecting and going through a personal journeys of like okay capricorn is all about business and like bringing things to the surface that we needed now how do we take that maybe to the next step and like have this more independent feeling and like this introspection too because all like um I think what's becoming more and more popular maybe since like 2020 is just people's kind of like self-healing journeys and self like mm -hmm. how were we talking about all this inner child work and um, kind of like figuring out why we have these triggers and why we react to things and why this, that, and the other thing. I think like just a lot of self-reflection self and introspection. And I think that is going to be increased on a more mass scale. Um, so this shift is huge. And because Pluto's going into Aquarius, all of the fixed signs, which are Aquarius, Taurus, Scorpio, and Leo. Now we get to go through it. So yay us. Um, wait, okay. So Taurus, wait, Taurus, Taurus, Leo, Leo, Scorpio, 
Scorpio. Aquarius are f- the fixed signs. And the ones that just went through it Check on your friends, card- y'all. Cardinal <laughs> sign – or yes, the cardinal signs, which are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. But again, like everyone is going to feel – everything at some in type some, of level yeah, in some yeah. sort so, of level yeah and that's in like that's even wild. reflective of like all these themes coming up with these bravo shows like and the shifts of energy in bravo like bravo is kind of on an upswing right now and you know whether you believe in astrology or not like shit lines up how it lines up and we'll see what bigger themes come out and maybe what shifts happen in the Bravo universe as well. But I think that it's wild. Everybody buckle the fuck up. (laughs) Okay. Like I'm buckled up and like, okay. So the way that I'm seeing my buckle up is so different than probably someone else is like seeing their buckle, visualizing Mm -hmm. their buckle up right now. So Mm -hmm. I just want to like name what mine is. (laughs) Is it like a roller coaster? Well, okay. Because I feel like I've, there's been these moments. There was an, there was a big shift, like, a few years ago. Oh my gosh. I'm not going to remember what year. Oh, it was the year before I was listening to an astrologist. Um, I think it was like ghost of a podcast. Have you heard that podcast? Mm -mm. With Jessica Lignato. She's like a really amazing astrologist. I think she's based in the Bay Area. I need to listen. I will. Yeah. I will. I'll link that and I'll share it with you too, Hetty. Such a good podcast. She really gets into the depths of it. And, um, but she, this was, I think this was on her podcast or something. It was, I want to say January of 2020. Yeah. And they were talking about like how there was going to be something coming up that was like a total universal shift. Mm-hmm. Right. This was mm-hmm. like just a few months before COVID, the pandemic, yeah. everything was happening with like George Floyd and there was like a awakening and awareness of, yeah. you know, the racial tensions in our, in our um, country. And like it, it, I remember being like, I still think back to that, listening to that podcast because at the time I was like, what the fuck is going to happen? I'm so yeah. scared. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Like I was so scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, when it happened, I was like, this, no, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like. And now because of going through that, I feel like, all right, buckle up. Like I'm this – Like anything is possible. Anything is possible. And it's really eerie that 2024 is starting off in the exact same way as 2020 in terms of like our presidential election, in terms of the Super Bowl, in terms of what's like – there was another thing that's like – exactly the same that's starting There's a lot of mirrors. There's a lot of mirrors. There's a lot of mirrors. And for me, I'm like – I feel like now I'm in this place that kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier of like I'm buckling in and I'm like, yeah, there's a little bit of fear because I think that we can see that with fear and that's okay. But like and it doesn't have to – It's I think like shift. fear in the sense of like no one expected COVID to have such a ripple in – like we, yeah. we thought, okay, this was going to happen and then it just kept like – getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's like, I did not predict that this was going to happen. So for me, I feel like anything is game now. And it's like, my uh, feeling is like, oh, I'm proceeding with so much caution. Caution. And I I think that fear of the unknown is so terrifying. But I think that this Mm -hmm. is something that like, we don't know, but we have an inkling. And I think we've already, if we just like think in our bodies, like, and just like what we've been going through, like you're saying, in the last like year even, right? Mm-hmm. Like leading up to this point, 
we're seeing all these things like come to fruition. We're seeing like even today there was like, you know, all of the um, push against like all the big tech companies, mm-hmm. um, you know, to hold them accountable for what they're doing to like for what social media is doing to yeah. kids and their mental health. Like you're yeah. seeing all these things start to arise and like a day of reckoning coming. Mm-hmm. And it's like – Especially in like the political world as well. Like we won't go yes. too far into that. But it's just yeah. like – the power dynamics and the shift of frust- like the shift of like okay i trusted what you were going to tell me and you're not doing any of that and we just see like repetitive narratives and there's just so much frustration of you what is happening in our country the systems that we have in place are just are not working they are they don't not, serve us they do no. not so they don't serve any well they serve I think people, like but, change you know. is hella in the air. Oh yeah. We don't know how it's gonna play out or what it's gonna look like, but like this is basically like second second wave of revolution in the twenty first century. Um so yeah. But I think that the beauty in this and knowing mm-hmm. this is right, this is when you know like community is so big like this Absolutely. is when organizing com- like coming together as community, and talking find- about it talking like finding commonalities finding that like sense of empowerment to push mm-hmm. forward because our voices make so are so impactful and i think yeah. we're like really realizing i think our youth that's coming up right now is really realizing Ugh, that which I is so applauding them. beautiful like yeah. they're so they're just so Oh, more aware than like, and they I mean, they recognize that, that age. each generation, especially, has kind of done the same thing, and they're like, "Y'all, this is it's not working. What are we doing here? I don't want to live the same things that previous generations have done. Like, shit needs to change." Yeah. And it's, oh my gosh, I'm just so like, I that breakdown is so important because I think. We're going to see this and we'll be able to listen back to this podcast mm-hmm. and then like revisit this like as we go throughout the year, like a year later. Like, so I'm really excited to see what what that's all about. And I, yeah, buckle up, but also like we got this, like we got oh, this yeah. and like we can, we know like knowing ahead, I think it's like prepares you to like come in like guns a blazing, right? Like, so, um, but let's get into the Aquariuses. Yes. I keep calling the Aquarians. I don't know. The Aquarians. Like, I always say Aquarians whatever. too. I feel like that sounds more fun. It sounds, sounds fun. Like you're so Aquarian. Because uh-huh. it, it, it's like so like – not like ethereal but like just like forward thinking. Yeah. Like future. Yes. I don't Futuristic. Know. Alien yeah, definitely- future people mm-hmm. is yeah. – so in a, in the best way possible. in the best way possible no totally and we got so, such a good lineup we have such a good lineup <laughs> y'all Hetty pulled our like top kind of like our faves right um Aquarians of Bravo mm-hmm. and we're gonna go through them but this squad is squatting and I'm Oof. so excited to dive in and let's start with like the powerhouse. Of mm. them all, mm. she's gone with the wind. She fabulous. is. She twirls. She twirls. 
twirl. And no, I love twirl. that her her like one of her phrases is gone with the wind fabulous because she is and she's an air sign. So she is twirling truly, up a storm of fabulous. She is truly gone with the wind. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. It is Kenya more hair care. I have to every time I, know, yeah, I say Kenya more, I think of that. Same. <laughs> Same. Let us know about Kenya more. Kenya Moore. She – so we kind of – again, we've gone through the aspects of Aquarius and looking up uh, her other two signs, moon and rising. Also, again, this is according to the internet, so if it's wrong, don't come for me. But Kenya Moore born January 24th. She is a Capricorn moon and huh. like one, she is a Taurus <laughs> rising. I know. It makes a what lot of sense. Up? There's a lot Petty. of Taurus rising. Okay, the, the Taurus the, rising, the Bravo. That's okay. what we need to do. <laughs> we have a lot of patterns in this group of people um, as we get into it, but like there's a couple Taurus risings in this one. There's a couple Gemini risings and there's a couple Aries moons. So we got some, we got we got some, some feisty peeps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ken, I mean, and we see like Kenya, she feels like a very independent person and she seems like very innovative in like what she wants to do. And with that cat moon, she's all on business. And then with she's Taurus, on she's also like, like, let's be on business. Let's make it beautiful. I want the luxuries. I want the comfort. And I'm also going to kind of move my own pace. Um, but she, I don't know, she just like, I, she, she like, what, can you explain more about a Capricorn moon? Because like, okay, right? Because I'm a Capricorn sun sign, yeah. but I'm like, how does that hit like the moon space? Like, is it so kind of relating into uh, the, again the f- uh, feelings and emotions, like your emotional side? Capricorn moons, a lot of the traits related to them, they're very extremely composed, even a little serious, and you can be extremely reliable and put together, kind of the epitome of responsibility. Usually they have a calm and collected demeanor, um, especially in like high emotional scenarios. Um, But they're not as like, they're not going to show their emotions as being, they're not going to be as forward with their emotions. Like they're, they're on business. So when the emotions come up, they're like, let's, let's handle that as logically as possible instead of with the heart. Um, so that makes sense for Kenya because I think that like, I think one thing about Kenya is, and we have seen it now that she's been on for, for longer, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I think for such a long time, it was like, we didn't, we only saw like the serious part of Kenya. We did not see for such a long time, like Kenya let her hair down and I'm not going to like really remember like exact there's been like certain episodes where like Mm -hmm. you know I remember there was one with like Sheree where they I don't know if you saw this because I think it was in like the last season or the season before but like they like did a yoni like not a yoni but like the steam like <laughs> did you do no i don't but i can but picture it kenya was there and they were having this party and it was like this kind of like single party like let's say say you sheree party for sheree and like i think that like kenya was probably just in like a really good space or whatever mm-hmm. it was she like was having drinks with the ladies and she just like having really great banter with the ladies and she was cracking me up because she's like falling on the floor laughing she was hilarious and i was yeah. like she I like remember let loose a little bit she let loose and i remember thinking in that moment like we never see this side of kenya like i want to see this side of kenya but it makes so much sense because like 
you're Capricorn, she's, and she's you're also like probably that. like detail like with the Aquarius, like when you kind of feel maybe exposed, you like detail. You're like I'm gonna go into my more stoic, like detached areas. Like y'all aren't gonna touch me. Well, because she, when she when she backs away, she's and she's like I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. She's not doing it, and she nope. just walks away. Like I mean, nope. even in the last season, and I think she's done this before. Like she was having beef with like some of the women and they were at I forget she was doing some event and so they were at the hotel and she had Brooklyn like in the hotel room and like they were trying to knock and get her down she wasn't coming down to film Mm -hmm. she was like do not even come to my door and knock she was going off on Marlo I was like oh like she means like no absolutely not don't even come near me like filming anything I don't care like leave me alone Mm -hmm. yeah so, but she is what? truly on business, and I, I can, I can totally respect that, especially like as we find found her, like seeing her find herself. Like we saw her journey, like wanting to become a mom, mm-hmm. and she went after what she wanted, and it didn't. It was, I think, I was like really beautiful because it's like it for a while. She's like, I wanted, she wanted to work with Mark, her ex or whatever, yeah. and then was just like, I have this beautiful daughter. Like I don't mm-hmm. fucking need that. Like yep. I can be my own woman. There was no – I just like – there was not a lot of this like sense of like, what will I do? It was like, well – She's like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this shit out. And like whatever I need to do, I need to do for my daughter. And like she's just going to be this like really – and I think she already is like, right, because her daughter's getting older. But she's just – you know, for as much as sometimes I'm like, I don't know about Kenya. Like I totally respect her as a parent and as a woman and as an entrepreneur because – She's about her business and like she's a it's she's such a great role model for her daughter, mm-hmm. I think, and like just being independent and mm-hmm. like not needing anyone. And how and she'll probably teach her really well uh skills to how to stick up for herself. Cause yes. can you do that? Do you do not need to worry about Kenya more sticking <laughs> no, up for herself don't. because no, she's going to and she's gonna do it she in the stand most on her own beautiful, two. fabulous way. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. She can stand on her own two feet and twirl, twirl, twirl her twirl. way out. She Bye. is the moment. She is the moment. She is the moment. Ugh, we love Kenya Moore, and she seems like a very true epitomization of like an Aquarius, but like her chart too. Yes, so I love that. Yes. Okay, I'm so excited <laughs> about this next person. Okay, Michael kind of makes fun of me about loving James Kennedy. I have a soft spot There's in my heart. Relationship. Okay. I, I should really that. hate him. Like he should be so I, toxic to me. I mean, no, he's gotten so much. I mean, he has. He, we've seen better. his self growth journey on his mm-hmm. uh, time on Vanderpump. Granted, he also came on a Vanderpump when he was like what twenty two years old. He was so a he baby. Was like, he was a shithead, twenty two mm-hmm. year old guy um, in yeah. L A. Like, of course he's going to be crazy. Yeah. And now he's ten years older, and he's like, calm down a little bit. And yeah, yes, he's still. I think can go off the rail. Like you know fly off the He's handle got, but we don't lose that side of no. us we just know how to temper it and yes. like work with it more and we, we don't throw it out with better people now he's not in such toxic connections now that he's the number one guy in the group yes exactly <laughs> yeah dj james kennedy dj james um, kennedy Woo! his chart is like confusing to me though because so he's his birthday is january 26th um okay. so obviously aquarius sun he has a libra moon and a gemini rising so he is all air all air signs okay let he us is, know what that means 
Uh, it's just like <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> it's because it's like they're like again, kind of like flow, like they're here and they're not here. But then if you do make a mad, that's like a tornado ripping through the ripping through Sir Alleyway. Um, but I'm surprised he doesn't have more fire because of how reactive he is. And maybe he does like in other more if you really go into his chart but the top three are all air so that's a lot of just like whooshy energy as i like to call kind of like picture air um but libra moons oh no go ahead i was just gonna say that does also make sense to me in the sense like yeah he does get fired up but i think it's very it's a very different fired up than we see like from maybe like like a Scorpio moon, right? Like it's very different because he's um, – a lot of it is coming from a very emotional place. So yeah. even if – like when you – I mean when we've seen in the past, he said some like really like gnarly things to people in a moment. Mm-hmm. It is true. You can tell. It's, it's coming like, from a place of yeah. being hurt and mm-hmm. he doesn't know what to do. And he's just like, this is all I know how to do is like to say these things to try to like get myself out of this so that I'm not hurt. And then you quickly see him to like go to like – being sad and being like not knowing what to do and like it yeah. feels very like you said it's it is maybe, truly yeah, like a maybe I was like devil. surprised I'm like oh maybe too like there's more water in his chart because he is so emotional too like sometimes air signs can yeah. also be known for like not wanting maybe it's a stereotypical but just not being as like connected with their emotions or being like more flighty with their emotions so it's interesting to see that and like you said there's like a lot of different aspects like in his life that we can see where he is the hurt puppy and he like doesn't yeah. know what to do when someone's coming at him um also but, when he was drinking too like that just brings yes, all of these things yes. that you usually try to like pile down yep. like up brings to the, the demons surface out. and that was a lot of like when you would see shit mm-hmm. just totally hit the fan with him yes yes and he also go into his moon the libra moons um <laughs> traits can that can usually follow Libra Moon is like they're known for their peacefulness and their na- natural charisma. Um, I think James does have a charisma. lot of charisma. Like every yeah. time we've seen him truly get knocked down, he's like, I'm still gonna go out, especially like with his DJing career. Like he's like, I'm still gonna go out and play. He eventually got his slot back at Sir, even though he was fired from it like three times. Three times. Oh my and gosh. he like still he was still pursuing that. Um even when life was really knocking him down. Um, yeah. Their personality traits is there can be very relationship oriented, communicative and artistic. They value justice and keeping the peace above all else. Um, which I do think, especially for justice in this group of people, like when the guys were like, when the guys would get away with stuff and he would be like, how come Jax or Tom can get away with this, but I yeah. like I can't get it. Like he, I can see where that justice comes into play. Yeah, um, you saw I mean, that in the last reunion from last yeah. year too, when he was like finally like, you've like you've been getting away with this forever. Like yeah. you have been doing yeah. this this whole. I mean, almost every single reunion he's brought that up, mm-hmm. and even though it doesn't like excuse his behavior in like some aspects, but like yeah. he's not wrong, and it no is not right because the men yeah. on. Vanderpump especially <sighs> they've done have a lot gotten of shit. away with such fucked up shit mm-hmm. and we're just like hee hee that's that's who they are it's like 
No, that's so no. toxic. That's like, so wrong to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's in like that's where we can probably see that come out a little bit more, especially it, that maybe when he does get more emotional and he lashes out, he's like, "This is not fair. This is not right." Unfair. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then like the Gemini rising. So Gemini rising, they kind of get categorized as the social butterflies. Like they are. Geminis are kind of here to live and learn and um, wanting to be kind of in that community where they can go around to different people and learn from them. And um, I think like still kind of being very airy in the sense, but they love like engaging in conversation and they're just very they can be very social um quick witted and intellectual um which i think he james is very he's quick with it he's very quick witted so that's quick why he it. he has some of the best confessionals yes. ever yes so <laughs> me yes like I don't know. I don't know if I'm like biased towards air signs. I do love air signs. I just don't think I understand them. So I'm like, I don't, what does it mean to be to have that much air in your chart? That's why I'm like, I don't, I don't understand, understand his chart. But now that we're talking about it, I'm like piecing together a little bit more. Like, oh, I can see. Yes. Okay. So these elements come into play. Are these the three? These are how many air signs are there? Four? In his chart? No, just like in general. Oh, four. Four. So he's got three yes. of the four. Yes, he does. What he is the only one that we're leaving out? Maybe. No, there's three. Math. But, Aquarius, Gemini, Libra. And what's the what's the fourth one? No, I think there are three, right? I don't know. I, I get know so this. confused. I should know this. I did this come back, game. Come back to that once. question. Yeah, we'll come back to it. Because I'm just <laughs> – well, my whole point was that he's just like got all the air he pretty is, much. He is <laughs> air. He is it's air. It's so wild. But you know what this makes me think though, Hetty, is like especially as I think we're going to see this season. I mean just from the first episode but like yeah. I also okay, think wait, that Yes, him, there are only three air signs. There's – so, and he's all of them. He's all of them. He's got <laughs> and all, he's of, all them. of them. Yep. But he like so he's with Allie. I think that that was like mm-hmm. a good combination because by the way we're going to get to the next um the next Aries oh. who he was also in a relationship with and that <laughs> just and they have the same rising they, what on exactly. earth okay. I'm like there's too oh many gosh. Com- oh, and they're all they're both all air. They're, yeah. No oh my she gosh. Okay. has a fire moon which Makes oh, she's Aries. Yeah, she's Aries. Sorry. But like still, it's just like – and I think now he's with Allie who – I don't know her full chart, but she is a Capricorn. Hello, mm-hmm. Capricorn. Um, And she's just so like ground – very grounded. Yes. Um, she, and just I think, grounds him so well. So much and like I think is able to maybe speak to him and like – because I think relating mm-hmm. to someone is so important. Like the way that you say things to them. Like yes. you can't yell uh, accountability. Like when we were talking about – Monica last week, right? Like you can't yell accountability out of someone. I mean, maybe some types of people, but like not really, right? Mm -hmm. So like it's all about the language that we use with the people and like what their language is, you know, their emotional language. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's so – that's why it can be so important to know people's charts to like know how to communicate with them. But his chart does make me think like that as he grows, like he's really going to grow into some like a beautiful – human like a really Mm -hmm. because these are all really great elements that could be so amazing for him as he heals and finds his way totally totally we stand james kennedy i love 
more Jane Kennedy Pumptinis. I love him. Pumptinis. I love him. I met him at I met him at the um the premiere party and it was just my life was made. I was so happy. He was so by the way, he does talk extremely fast in real life like he is just like he seems like he just he's like that that's that like socializing aspect like you engage in a conversation and they're very conversational people i think yeah it just feels like he has so much energy in Mm -hmm. him and he doesn't like know how to like let it out but he's yeah he loved james kennedy but as we were talking about he did date Kristen doty Kristen doty Kristen. I left Kristen Doty too. She made such good TV. TV. Like, oh, I I recently just watched the clip of her. I feel like I need like a cigarette when I'm talking about Kristen. Oh, yeah. Um, I just watched a clip of her. I don't remember what season where she um, brought Miami Girl to pump and then Diana came out and ended up being true. Suck a dick. Which ended up being true. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. 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 When she like, told Diana to suck a dick, her <laughs> manager, I was just like, she's done. I would never fuck with this woman. Uh, I no, would no, no. never fuck with Kristen Doty. Okay. Like, so that's like the thing about Kristen. And like, we see that kind of Aquarius like energy of she's also a very creative person. And she can also, I think, become a little detached when it like shit just does not maybe like she's not processing it or she's like this just is not making sense to me so i'm just gonna kind of remove myself but she's got an aries moon so she's got that fiery moon and aries moons like you think about the fire and then you think of the emotions like (laughs) i'm scared they, they, they explode like aries moon traits um kind of on there's off again positives and growing moments like they live in the moment they love being spontaneous and they kind of crave that life of adventure the fiery disposition helps you face challenging situations head on um and you were born to take on those obstacles and they're very highly passionate um they know what they want and they have no problem chasing it and i think we really do see that with Kristen. that and is because she like what she was faced with some crazy situations, some that she caused, um, like the back slap, backhanded slap that was heard around oh the gosh. world. I mean, you know, she, again, you don't sleep with your friend's boyfriend. Yeah. So, and then lie yeah. about it. Come on. I know. So that was rough, though, if you think about it. Like, no one could actually ever get away with that on TV anymore because no. they would be fired. <laughs> um, like, or, yeah, where someone, we see what's know? happening with Scandal, but like, it's, Though I and like the, I feel like like watching her and her exes that were on the show and how there was just it took so long to remove and move on to a different relationship like it was so toxic to watch with her yeah. and Sandoval her and Carter and then whatever the fuck was her and James are you James oh my gosh that was so toxic and like both of them Aquarius as you can tell like to the same kind of like as we're talking about like you know kind of the Tasmanian devil of it all like that's Mm -hmm. how Kristen would get too when when she was like oh I know this and I'm gonna figure 
she would just yeah. spiral and like she would yeah. come through and tear shit up. Yeah, she would. Like, tear and it up. like, what they have, she's but the again, same. It did make for great TV. I mean, for it was such just good like, TV. And like, she's the same rising as James. Like, they're both Gemini risings. I think, too, <laughs> there was that sense of like wanting something and going for it. Maybe like when she brought Miami Girl, when she. She was like bringing people in out of town a couple times. Didn't she bring in like Britney's mom too in mm-hmm. one season? When Jax, yeah, to make sure yeah. that like she knew that like Jax was cheating. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Kristen's gonna make a point, she's gonna make she's a point. She's gonna make a and she's, fucking point. Yeah, like you want to be careful what you tell her because she's gonna make sure that it's found out. Yep. <laughs> like, yep, period. Yep, and so. I love Crazy Kristen. I love Crazy Kristen. I think that too, like she was so also misunderstood because she's, you know, putting herself out there at such a young age Mm -hmm. on TV and like she's getting – she is getting the Crazy Kristen title because like she's probably so just like controlled by her emotions at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially – they all were but like she – especially with the Aries moon. Like she's like, I'm controlled by my emotions and like these are some – intense emotions that i'm gonna like slap you in the face with them yes so i think that like especially now it's i'll listen to her podcast sometimes or now we're gonna be seeing her on our screens again with the new show the valley Valley. and there's just a little more sense of like chill and calm to her that i'm excited to explore now you know that i think she's like she might be a little bit older than me. I think she's like around she, my age. I want to say she's like. I feel like she's 39. over forty. Is she over forty? Yeah. She um, I always spell her last name wrong, but um, yeah. So she's like now. Yeah, she's forty now. So she. Well, when's her birthday? When are we mm, birthday? Oh, I was about to say I don't know. Um, February seventeenth. Oh, about to be forty-one. Yeah, so okay. she's about to be forty-one in february happy birthday Kristen! happy early birthday birthday. um but i think that this is also like what time affords with her but i like you know this growth Mm -hmm. but you still kind of see her going through like i know that like her and lala are somehow like not friends lala was mentioning it on watch what happens live last night so i think she might be still kind of like maybe burning some bridges or whatnot or like the emotions people the wrong way or whatever but but yeah like, you know, there's growth within that. So I'm excited to see Kristen back on our screens again. Which, I'm, I'm excited. Speaking of growth, our next yeah. one, he went through huge growth. And I don't – I I honestly don't have an opin- opinion yet because we have not seen this new season seen of yet. Summer House. But our yeah. next Aquarian is Carl. Carl Radke. Love the Carl. And so well, these yeah, are where – okay, this is where all these freaking trends are coming in with Aquarius because Carl is an Aquarius son – also an Aries moon and a Taurus rising. Um, so we've, I mean, we've kind of covered those, but like we yeah. can see in Carl there, he, he, he can be very fiery, especially when he's pissed off or someone pisses him off. Like you see that fiery side of Carl, but yeah. then you see like the, I think the Taurus rising kind of also really helps ground him. And then his Aquariusness is like when he's like, I'm not, when I need to detach myself, I will detach myself. I remove myself. But he's also very, I think he's very innovative too in how he wants to pursue his career as well. So he's he's got a nice balance of elements in his chart. Now that I'm learning about like Aquarius, 
like he totally gives off just presenting. He totally gives off Aquarius energy because for so long I like couldn't really understand Carl. I think that he does like totally put on this like very um kind of like, like pers- I don't know, like myst- I don't not know like if persona, I want to call it but he has this like it's like Ugh. things wouldn't affect presentation him. He's not about presentation. Himself. Yeah, yeah. It's like a presentation about himself. He's like, like very put together. Like you can't really tell what's going on. Like, is this bothering you? Like, I remember there was like, um, I can't. I think it was. I don't know if it was a winter house or summer house or whatever. And this was. It has to be last season because he wasn't drinking anymore, and Lindsay was still mm. kind of drinking. She was. I think it had to be summer house. So she was trying to like navigate starting to drink a little bit again and all these things and she would do her thing where she would i mean we've seen this where she gets drunk and she just pushes buttons and she yeah. just like goes at it and i remember he was in the bed and she just wouldn't stop talking i was like girl stop stop and mainly because i'm like oh shit i've done that before <laughs> like like when and, and when you're not getting a reaction from someone yeah. and and Carl is very much giving someone who's not going to engage. He's going to pull a Meredith Marks and disengage. And he was so not engaging. And then finally, she like, it was the last one. He gets up and he's like, what the fuck? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and just like blows. It's like his, Mm -hmm. you'd gone too far. So I can totally see that with him because he usually just kind of like keeps like a calm. Yeah, he's a pretty calm, cool, collected guy, especially that he's not drinking. I think like, you know alcohol brings out the crazy in people so there's definitely you see that shift in the seasons of summer house with him totally totally but i'm excited to see like what how that now that i know his chart i'm gonna totally be looking at that for this season of summer house yeah yeah and i do wonder if that's gonna like play out as far as you know, we're we're just hearing all these things about like we are who's in the wrong, who's like, in the right. What we don't the heck know. is going to happen. We don't yeah. have all the yeah. information, so I'm excited to see like what's. I'm excited and nervous to see what's going to happen there and Same. how we can kind of we now we perceive everybody post that yeah and the end of that season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely talk oh, about that. Okay, so the ending of season he's one of my favorites. Our last Aquarian is Craig. Craig, Connor. sweet, Sorry. sweet Craig, I love Craig. from Craggy. Southern I love Charm. Craig. Craggy, so much. I same. I'm a have huge Craig fan. Wait, have you? Okay, um, I just found. I just found a um a commonality with every single person in this chart. Mm. They've all like at one point kind of annoyed me or I've been like on the fence they all but I or like have have all had something toxic about them because Carl in his earlier years I mean was the most uh, toxic yeah 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 F-boy. Carl was such a shithead he was such an f-boy shithead sometimes I forget about him like as that um maybe yeah. it's like my selective memory to try to forget about that but oh, well. they all even within that those spaces they've all like somehow had this like spot in my heart for them that I keep that I'm like there's something about them and Craig has like been one of those and has like totally grown into himself Craigy yes he has yeah snaps for Craig um yes Craig. he so his chart again with all these commonalities he is also an Aries moon and a Gemini rising um but I feel like Craig maybe he's a February 9th. I kind of don't remember. I kind of don't remember like the earlier seasons of Southern Charm cuz I was like in and out. But I do because I at least just with- rewatched all of it over the last like oh, two perfect. months. 
Well, because like he seems – he's very similar I think to Carl in the sense where he does not fly off the handle. Like it takes Mm -hmm. a lot for him to kind of get that reaction and like even thinking back to last – or this most recent season of Southern Charm when – um, what was it? They were in Jamaica and Shep started coming after him and he's like walking away. He's like, I'll, he's like, stop coming after me. Fuck off. I'm going to walk away from this. Mm-hmm. Um, like just, he's like, I'm going to remove myself from the situation. I also think a lot of that is part of his growth because in yeah. earlier seasons, like there, I remember so clearly, this is not super, super earlier, but even in earlier seasons, he would have his moments where he'd get drunk and he's like, mm-hmm. he's not coming at people like those same way. James is necessarily, but kind of, and like, and he does kind of remind me a little bit of Kristen. Is he like kind of qu- oh, okay, he, yeah, because he would, and it wouldn't be as like like malicious, like, but he would say <laughs> yeah. shit about people, and you're just like, oh my god, Craig, like, what mm-hmm. the hell? Okay. He would just kind of come after them. I mean, he had those moments with like Naomi, and a lot of it was when they were <sighs> drinking. Yeah. Um, but I remember at speaking of drinking at the reunion. Um, I don't remember which season it was, but it was when, like, it was right at the un- reunion where they were bringing up Madison um, and the – and who was it? Like, Derek Jeter? Was it Derek Jeter or whoever was dating in, like, the fiancé of J-Lo at the time? The baseball player? Remember? Oh, A-Rod? A-Rod, yeah. Derek Jeter. <laughs> Whatever. They're both baseball players. Um, so we so remember there was like the whole thing and then like also maybe she was talking to Kristen Cavallari's ex or whatever. Mm. And she just got the mommy makeover. And it was after the COVID season. It was like the reunion of the COVID season because I remember um John Everyone Pringle was, was like, there. Okay. Yeah. And so I think it was that one. Or maybe it was right before. Who I don't even know, like time. But all I remember is Craig at that. At that reunion was so unhinged and he was coming mm. after Madison so intently. So when he puts his eye on like – and it did feel like okay. a justice thing too. Like it was like, like I'm going to come after you because you've been doing – I don't know. Like he does have that in him. We've seen that okay. part of Craig. And he's it's got like, the fire. He's got, he's got the, the fire. fire. We just don't really see it like the same way no. that we would see that so much with James and Kristen. Like, yeah. Yeah. We ha- he's more on like the Carl side of like – and maybe that is like – I don't know. Like what is it? It's so know. weird that he has the same chart as Kristen. It's I just so – yes, right. <laughs> so I know. But, but I, I – Craig has gone through – He's gone through a lot. A lot like of his, growth. His, his character – we'll call it his character development. His character arc is kind of beautiful to watch. Well, and for so long – and it, it was still happening on like this season a little bit. But I think that like the other guys on Southern Charm, it's been Whitney. It's been Shep. It's been Austin. They will – they find Craig to be like an easy target to like kind of like bully and push around and tease and like – it's really hard to – I remember there's that one season where they went camping and they would not lay off of Craig. And we've seen mm-hmm. that in so – each season in some sort of aspect. And I'm like, you are – like it's literally – is there something about like Aquarians where it's like it's just easy to just push their button because you want a response out of them? It's probably like whoever is doing it. But like because mm-hmm. they're not giving you that response, you push and push and push until they like are activated and give you the most intense response because the men on that show do that to Craig and it's always Mm -hmm. bothered me. Yeah. 
Yeah. It just like breaks my freaking heart for him. But the growth we've seen – But I've also – and he's like come out on top. He's come out on top. They were making fun of his pillow business and his sewing. What's wrong with my sewing? Like what is wrong with his sewing? He now has Nothing. a successful ass yes. business. It just took him mm-hmm. time to figure out like who he was and what he wanted. Oh, and like, yes. and he's like, I'm not going to be a lawyer. Yeah. He took I'm himself out of what people were – expecting of him yes. and grew and into his own extremely hard to do so especially respect. honestly especially as a man because i think yeah. that there is like he especially in that atmosphere of charleston i feel like where it's just very yeah, like yeah, yeah, macho yeah. and, like and you know and mm-hmm. traditional but he embraces his full self and i love that so mm-hmm. much about craig and what and i will of his uh conspiracy theories oh and his little conspiracy theories with his his little um tinfoil hats Ugh, craggy you we love you what i will say about this okay first of all this was an epic squad like epic epic aquarian squad i'm kind of like an aquarius fan now i don't know they're they are like fascinating people yeah. I think my Scorpion is, gets frustrated because I like to figure people out and um, I can't do that with Aquarians as easily. So I'm just like, what? what's going on behind this, behind the curtain? And now I'm even more intrigued, like kind of knowing these things about them. So I'm like really going to – I'm coming for all my Aquarius friends. I'm coming for all of <laughs> you. We're going to have like deep, dark talks. Like I'm going to really try to like – You got to pin them down the first. That's your first challenge. I, that's going to be the first challenge. That's going to be the first, first yep. challenge. So any of my Aquarius friends who want to come on this podcast and really deep dive, like let, let me know. But one thing I really want to say, Hedy, is like what – like a commonality – with all of these Bravo loves that we mentioned today, they've all had, and it feels like kind of maybe in the same timeline, even though we were watching them at different ages um, in their shows, they've all had really incredible growth within the last like five Couple to ten years. years. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, they've had exponential growth. They've had like And they've really- all gone through kind of hell. Hell. Yeah. Not to say that other Bravo peeps haven't gone through hell, but like some of these peeps like went through it. And it feels like it was like very in alignment in the timing. So Mm -hmm. I just want to say like, first of all, happy birthday to all the Aquariuses out there, to our Aquarian Bravo lebs. Yes. Um, And just like – how beautiful. Cheers I, this is really to the cool. age of Aquarius. Cheers to the age of Aquarius. And cheers to you, Hetty, for coming cheers back on. I love oh, ch- I love, I love being talks. here. I love yes, having you I'm here. Right. I love talk our talks. stars with the stars. Stars. And let's with- talk like uh, ex- existential crises. Yes, because <laughs> those are a thing and they happen. Yes, they not are. just once in your life, by the way. No, no, no. <laughs> So we will continue to talk those, but Hell yeah. y'all let us know how you liked the episode. Let us know if you like related to any of those Aquarian traits, if you are an Aquarius or if you have any of the other like two of the big three in your and charts, your astrology questions in general, just your astrology questions, like send them our way. Um, y'all know where you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Bravo Therapy Pod TikTok. We won't. I'm not even gonna say. I'm starting it tomorrow because 
You'll see it when it starts, but it's there and you can still message me. Um, it's just Bravo Therapy. And y'all, just feel free to email me, low at bravotherapypod.com. Send in all the questions. Like, here we're here for it. We're Let's here for the astrology it. of it all. I love y'all so much. Hattie, love you. And love you. I can't wait to have you back on. And um, we'll do a little check-in. Until next time. Until next time, y'all. Bye. Bye.